Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 318 on Tuesday, the 31st of March, 2020. Hello, I'm Al. Hello, I'm Andrew. And this week, we'll be still talking about Volkswagen and courtrooms amazingly. I'm actually quite relieved for once. Uh, we discuss how clever, clever people can be when put in a tight situation. And Alan has written some words. Well, actually, many words, but he's written words. But first, we move into the follow-up about how Volkswagen is now going to be taken to a class action suit by a Dutch group, a Dutch foundation, to do with what's been termed in the Irish Times, which is the linked article, the Emissions Gate, because the Netherlands have changed their law this year, which allows a class action similar to how Germany changed theirs last year or the year before. I can't remember when that happened. Um, but basically, most countries in the EU don't allow or don't have the facility for class action uh, cases. So uh, countries are, are adjusting to that, I think, in reaction to Dieselgate. Do you, do you think that's really a reaction to Dieselgate? Because it seems a bit rough to me. Well, it's happened that, that when people the... have jumped up and down and gone, hang on, this is not fair, we can't get compensation because it's one person at a time. But you're changing the law and the way these things can work after the after the fact. Who said the law was fair? Well, the law isn't. Well, yes. The law is an ass. <laughs> but yeah, it just seems a bit, I don't know, it just, that seems a bit off, really. I still, of course, can't work out what the, you know, what it is, what loss or damage has happened to, to people in the Netherlands, which happens to be what Volkswagen says in here. I mean, really, it's not as if the values plummeted or anything. No, because what I don't, what I also do not get is that the Dutch Consumer and Markets Authority fined VW €450,000 for unfair commercial practices because the results of the emission tests have been manipulated by illegal software. But they hadn't in the EU. No, not in the EU. The software used was not illegal in the EU. So mm -hmm. I would I would presume Volkswagen are appealing that because that's factually incorrect. Yes. Whether well, they I were so right to use such software is a different matter, and that's not a legal thing. That's a moral. But there is there, well, there is a point here where it says that that this foundation, which is chaired by barrister and mediator Professor Andrew Goodman, a good uh, good Dutch name, that uh, which is free to join, it says there's a potential to represent as many as 8.5 million consumers across Europe as part of the Dutch class action, and by representing clients in other EU countries using the same expertise and resources. It says that by rolling out this litigation strategy against across multiple EU countries, it says we will be able to exercise unprecedented legal and moral pressure on the car manufacturers. There doesn't seem, and I'm not a lawyer, to be a huge amount of legal pressure they can put. So surely the foundation of this has to be on the moral pressure. And but it wasn't illegal. that's not a court's decision. Well, I wouldn't think so. And, and well, we'll get back to burning witches and dunking stools and things like that at that rate, <laughs> won't we? Because it's like, well, it's, it, uh, oh, you, my opinion is better than your opinion, therefore you you are wrong and can be fined. That's, that's the sort of territory you're getting into if you take it a few steps on from there. It does seem like it, yeah. Mm. That, well, that's what I read into it anyway. Yeah. So uh, no idea how much they're trying to claim or anything like that and whether they'll be successful in any way. So it's, it's early stages and obviously on hold at the moment, I would imagine, uh, while everything else gets sorted out in Europe. 
<laughs> yes. But moving on, Alan. Yes. Last week we talked about uh, MOTs. <laughs> and we said MOTs are still going ahead. And then on Wednesday... <laughs> five past nine. <laughs> five past nine. Just, you know, I think it was... Was it before the, the before the show came out on Wednesday? It was pretty much at the same time. I found it as it was uploading. Yeah, yeah. So it was a smidge before. It was all finished and done. Uh, then the government uh, announced that as of... Ooh, from yesterday, which is the 30th of March, any vehicle that was due an MOT will get a six-month exemption. That will automatically be added on so that hopefully we can get these things sorted afterwards. Just be careful on this because I saw, I can't remember who it was that I was that I follow tweeted and said they were trying to get insurance, but the website hadn't caught up with the fact there was an automatic six-month extension yes. so they were shown as not having an mot so they couldn't get insurance so ah, please okay. be aware of that that's different from what i was going to warn people about which was this doesn't mean your car can be unsafe or illegal i mean not that you should really be driving very far anyway in most cases but car still has to have the appropriate depth of tire tread it still has to be in a safe and legal state yep Beware and, and remember that for the next six months or however long. We have a link to the Automotive News Europe article that is outlining exactly what the state of play is across Europe from production, from car manufacturing assembly plants. Mm -hmm. We are not going to run through this, uh, but if you are interested to see just how massive an impact it's having, which you're probably well aware of, but just in case you wanted to get a a really quite stark, stark message of it, then click through on the link. Did you see it? And I haven't included it in the notes, but Ferrari were talking about restarting production at Marinello. I saw that they were going to extend the closure. Oh, earlier today. Maybe I misread Earlier it today, I saw they were going to extend the closure. Yes. But I had, I think it was that yesterday was or the day before. That was a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah, I'd seen something where there was mutterings that they were looking to open again, but there was still the lockdown, so that was going to cause a problem. Well, considering they're in, you know, northern Italy, then then that seems pretty pretty unlikely. Fairly yes, difficult for people to get in if they can't get out of their house. Yeah. I'm no expert on these things, but... Well, me neither. But, you know, speaking to speaking to Italian colleagues in northern Italy, then, yeah, they're, they're sort of aware of these things. So. Okay. I just thought that was worth mentioning. So, so I missed the second part of that. Mm. Can you talk to us about this week's Stating the Bleeding Obvious article? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Government figures, everyone, have revealed. These are figures from the Department of Transport. A huge decline in road and rail travel. But why, Alan? <laughs> Who'd have thought it? It's because everybody is staying home to protect the NHS and save lives. Yes. Which is the right and proper thing to do. Absolutely. I've worked out, by the way, why it's so hard for me to get up in the morning at the minute. And it's that there isn't the noise of neighbours leaving in the morning. How very selfish. I will, I will phone up your neighbours and say, could you bang your car doors and front doors loudly to wake my, my colleague, maybe throw a stone at his window. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, lovely. Yes, I would, uh, I would love that. Ring his doorbell. <laughs> Wearing gloves, obviously. But no, it is genuinely, it's because there isn't the traffic in the street outside. And it's not as if I've got a very, I live on a particularly busy street. 
Well, I've noticed around here how bloody noisy birds are when there's no traffic to drown them out. <laughs> Crying no, out loud. It's, I was lying in bed last night. After you'd said that during the day yesterday, I was lying in bed last night. And it was just like, it's it's so quiet. It's not normally this quiet here. Mm. It doesn't, you know. You normally have that, that main road noise just in the background yeah. humming away. Exactly, and there just there just isn't that yeah. right at the minute. Anyway, I shall stop with the anecdotes and point out that there has been a drop of about seventy percent when it comes to all motor vehicles, which is good. There's been a drop of over ninety percent in tube use in London, drop of about eighty percent in bus use in London, and national rail usage has dropped to somewhere about. It's probably sub 20%. Sorry, it's not a very informative. There aren't many numbers on the axis on this one. So it's, it's like 25, 50, 75, and 100. It's running, it's definitely sub 20% anyway. Mm. People are staying at home, which is good. Yeah, and that also, while we're, we're talking about how who'd have thunk it, uh, the articles about how sales have dropped for cars, everyone can stop that now because, funnily enough, no one is buying anything. So, yes, that is going to happen. And the whole, ooh, China rockets so many percentage, uh, that that just is that people are allowed back out again. He's <laughs> mm-hmm. not really – I mean, I know we're all possibly a little bit desperate for news and articles to write, but come on, <laughs> don't do that. We're all better than that. We are all better than that. Yes, I'm not sure there's going to be that many surprises in the SMMT figures. Um, in the SMMT figures when they come out, I'll be surprised if how how large the figures are. I think that's what I'm going to well, be surprised well, at. Well, you see, the first half of the first half of March mm. was, of course, new number. New, sorry, we're we're analysing probably next week's story. Uh, well, it was new number plate figures, but it's still going to be a killer. The last two weeks has been subtle. Yeah. Anyway. Speed. Oh, yes. Uh, related to that is, of course, the roads are empty. This doesn't mean, and I think this is a good thing, that the police are, are hiding. I mean, there's there have definitely been uh, safety vans out in Northamptonshire. There was, there was a tweet from the Northamptonshire road safety uh, account pointing out that many people had been out taking photos of their road safety camera vans. <laughs> and whilst that was nice, here were a few of their own. If you wanted to just, if you if you could please stay at home rather than doing that and just use their photos instead. But no, I mean, uh, for Manchester area alone, people were clocked doing 134 in a 40 zone, 100 in a 70 zone and 76 in a 50 on the A12. Mm-hmm. We're trying to keep people out of hospitals at the minute. Grow up. If you do have to drive somewhere... I know it's hard sometimes when the roads are quiet, but then it's not 134 and a 40 quiet. I've noticed more people speeding the few cars that are on the road now round our way. And that's not just because there's less traffic. These are genuinely going way too quick. Don't do it, folks. Yeah. You know that. Stay safe. You're smart, folks. That's why you're listening to the Motoring Podcast. Well, yes, obviously. Or something like that. Obviously, yes. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kid myself that that's the reason. And they're obviously good looking, so that's that. Oh, yes, <laughs> right on the on the uh, positive coronavirus story of the week, and that is the fact that a consortium 
of companies, including Formula One teams, Ford and others, have got together and developed a, a continuous positive airway pressure device. Well, this is two, that's two different groups, by the way. The Ford, Rolls-Royce, etc. group are doing, are doing ventilators, I believe. Yes. Mercedes F1. No. Mercedes F1 oh, are uh, part of the Ventilator Challenge UK consortium. But there oh, is, there so is also, I, I think they're part of Project Pit Lane Group. Yes. Sorry, they're part of two then. Yes. I, sh- I shall button it. What's happened is in the space of a week, teams from within these companies have collaborated and created this device that I can't remember if it has received approval yet or was completed to the point where it was it was in the process of... No, it actually has approval. Right, so it has approval, and the, now the they're up to uh, building something like 10,000... 10, over 10,000, which the UK government have put a an order in for. We know for a fact that there are... Some of these companies are converting their manufacturing spaces to be able mm-hmm. to deal with this, uh, and that's an amazing amazing job of changing a car manufacturer or parts manufacturer into manufacturing this sort of thing whilst the general theme is the same manufacturing to create something possibly much more delicate and smaller is is very interesting yes to i'm really really impressed actually by how quickly some of the big automakers are reconfiguring themselves and the big companies are reconfiguring themselves yes. in this because because to take a car factory or a car parts factory and to rejig it mm. and also be aware that you have to go back to, to to how it was and be making stuff again not in years but in in months and weeks time so to be able to put it back again and be back up to speed building what you're meant to be building is really hard mm. And I'm so impressed by how they are actually turning that around. I was a bit sceptical at the beginning of this when they were saying, oh, we need the uh, Ford and we need whoever else to be building this stuff. And it was, and I was like, well, that that ain't going to happen. That's not going to happen on that I thought scale. it was silly because they weren't asking the right type of companies and this sort of thing. But I it, agree. But it turns out, <laughs> who knew? It turns out actually it was the right thing. And it's amazing what can happen. And I think this is a lesson for businesses everywhere, that if you have a small dedicated team within a company focused on just one thing, it's mm-hmm. amazing the results you can and how quickly you can do it if you take all the other garbage out the way of them. The other thing, by the way, that that was that certainly, you know, what 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 we were shown was it was using a redun- an already empty line. Yeah. So it's it's there is there was the space to be able to do that and to bring that on mm. and to use otherwise redundant space, which is even better to be honest, is even better. Mm. So yeah, cracking stuff. Well done everyone who's involved in that in any way, shape or form. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, uh, take us to some buttons, please, Alan. <laughs> this one made me laugh today. It's possibly due to the distinct lack of other news uh, that's around, because I don't know that we'd normally talk about this. But there was a, a big outcry of support today for Honda, because Honda is removing touchscreen controls for the ventilation systems uh, in the new Honda Jazz. I'd like to say that, once again, 
the power of this podcast is demonstrated in the real world because for even how, i think he's delusional folks. how how long have we been running this podcast that's how long i have in particular harped on about touch screens well to be honest if you ever used a honda touch screen yes but um <laughs> <laughs> before before the lynching happens yeah I, I don't know why anybody would not have two or two or three knobs on the dashboard for working ventilation. I just think it is the most natural way of doing it ever. I think it's a low-tech. It, it, it is not a system that needs to be upgraded over the air or in a way like that, I don't think. No. I realise I realize there is a cost element because they have to have the part created and then stuck into a dash, whereas if it's just a screen, they don't have to worry about that. But with more legislation coming in that is going to talk about lack of distraction for drivers and that sort of thing, having them not have to take their eyes off the road, going back to the uh, Road Smart article we discussed last week, <laughs> mm -hmm. this seems a very good thing. So for something as simple as I need to turn it, the temperature up or down or whatever, that is sensible. We've we've made it very clear that the likes of Mazda and how you can't use the touchscreen whilst the car is moving is a great a great safety net and a great idea. Yeah, a lot of people jumped up and down and went, "See, it proves that manufacturers have got user interfaces wrong with touchscreens." Ha! And I said, well, "I was thinking, well, whilst I want that to be true, and I oh I do, I don't don't necessarily think it is." Because mm -hmm. look at the demographic for the Jazz as well. Well, there is a certain amount of that. But that's, they're hoping to drop it significantly with this new model. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But typical buyer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it, uh, but I think it's great news that we're it, moving away from a touchscreen-only interface is a good thing. Audi, however, are doing the opposite. The new Audi A3, they're trying to remove them and, and, and pointing out that more and more people are getting into touch functions with smartphones. Uh, there was a general cry across uh, across the, the feedback I saw to, to to these comments that it's a car, not a smartphone, uh, which I think is is something that we tend to shout quite often when it comes to these things. In fact, even I agree with that one, and I tend to be far more. You're more positive about tech than I am. Oh, significantly. Yeah. Way more. Yeah. Way more. By the way, the the GRMN has the the best of both worlds. In fact, all the current generation Yaris does. What what happens is you have the knobs and you have a little bit uh, and you have a little liquid crystal display above it, proper old school, which shows the temperature and shows what you change to. But for some reason, the, the nav screen in the middle of the car decides that it wants to show you what you've just changed it to as well. So at times you actually have two displays of what you're doing as well as, you know, the appropriate knobs and buttons in the appropriate places. So it's all a bit redundant, but there we go. Marvellous. Hashtag drink, everyone. What made me chuckle was at the end of this article, uh, and everyone be sitting down ready for this, it says, the predicted move towards more voice-controlled actions in cars. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Who's, who, uh, unless, right. Unless it is essentially your telephone controlling the voice control in a car who has ever got a voice control to work oh, i remember the first system my dad had was in a jaguar xj the um the one that was really modern underneath but looked really old the aluminium one. Oh yeah 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 that you had to learn the commands that you had to then say yeah and it just didn't work none of these bmws work the mazda the what i had my Mazda. oh no the one i had in the infinity was uh, i don't know 
never worked. The Mazda one, it worked when I was sitting in an almost silent showroom trying to give it an address, and then after that, never ever worked on the road. Well, the thing is, I've just given the up. The thing is, you and I don't really have very strong accents. And if we can't get them to work, and we know that voice control is quite regionally biased. <laughs> yeah. I tend to figure that if I can't get voice control to work, then it's crap. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah, yeah. Because I should be, you know, it should be able to react to me. I, You and, you and I are quite neutral, aren't we? We're, we're neutral when it comes to uh, the 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 words we use, the accents we've yeah. got, our voice. So we should be like the the easy thing for them to do it should work consistently and easily with us but it it just doesn't shame shame we can we can be hired to test them out every manufacturers (laughs) do you want to take us to uh the revised guilt minute now Yes, the not really guilt minute. Folks, normally at this point, we would tell you all about our Patreon. Right at the minute, that's on hold. There's lots of other stuff that people can be concentrating on and putting their money towards uh, right at the moment. So uh, tomorrow, the April payment should come out. It won't. It better not, is what we've told Patreon. <laughs> no, it won't. It won't. I've just been through all the messages reminding me tonight. Uh, and then on the 2nd of April, I have to go tell it to not take the May one. Uh, and then probably not the June one either, I would imagine. There is so much uncertainty around right at the moment that supporting two of us sitting here talking about cars really isn't that important. If you do feel that you have cash burning a hole in your pocket, then please donate the amount you would have given us to a relevant charity. If you're stuck for a charity, we recommend the Mission Motorsport COVID-19 Response Fund. Uh, Mission Motorsport is trying to put in place the framework they need to support their beneficiaries remotely and to enable the community and camaraderie that they foster so well in person to take place online. If you need to know more about that, there's a link to the show notes that you can use to donate and to find out more. Excellent. bit of WRC news today this came out, and that Mm. is the fact there's been discussion for some time about the hybrid engine technology and what were they going to do for 2022 onwards and there was at a bit of a sticking point i think it's three two teams had agreed and one team i think it was toyota were a bit iffy because alan's guess was when we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago that they're great with hybrid technology but that's been their hybrid technology up to now and they are world leaders at that and this this was going to involve inserting someone else's hybrid technology in but it has been agreed that global race engine will be retained which is the rally one spec and uh, because there was talk about using the r5 based engine which is a rally two and then bolting a hybrid unit to that so that there would be a, a cheaper cost for teams because it was going to be the standardized engine that was used in rally two but that that wasn't that wasn't the way they've gone. So Compact Dynamics are going to be the sole supplier of hybrid goods uh, and parts. They are from Germany, and as uh, Dirtfish themselves have said, we had to look up who they were as well because <laughs> it was a joint bid: uh, Williams, Advanced Engineering, and Bosch as well. And if we remember, they uh, do the Formula E technology engine technology as well. They do. So this is. Uh, uh, this is going to be interesting to see how what changes hybrid tech actually makes to rallying. Good thing about them being Formula E suppliers is, of course, over the last 
couple of seasons, they are well proven in crash-based scenarios. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. They, they, I, and, and I know that sounds like a joke, and it isn't really a dig at Formula E, but it he's nodding. You can't see the nodding. Most of you can't see the nodding. It isn't a dig at, at, at Formula E, but it, it just shows that they're proven that nothing's gonna, nothing horrible is going to happen to them. In high impact situations, I think that's a fair, yes, a fair wording and, and motorsport situations. So that should make them pretty good for 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 rallying, where there's also a bit more metal around them as well. Yes, yeah. So well, I'm glad they've sorted that sticking point out. Sensible and relatively early-ish as well. Yeah. I think. yeah. Right, designers' mood board for a change. It's been a while. Yes, designers' mood board. Matthew Weaver has become the vice president of Nissan Design Europe, and that starts tomorrow, the 1st of April. Uh, he replaces Mamoru Aoki, who's retiring after 39 years uh, with Nissan. God, it's an appointment. Years. Good work, yeah. that. Uh, some, no, some changes in that time as well. Just a few, yeah. Wow. Sorry, I cut you off then. <laughs> Yes, it's okay, because that wasn't my train of thought or anything. So what's Matthew been involved with? He's currently the design director of uh, Nissan Design Europe. He, start, he joined Nissan in 2001, so I mean, that's, that's still 18 years for him. And his resume includes both generations of Qashqai and Duke, uh, a number of Infinities as well. Okay. Oh, that reminds me, speaking about Infinity, mm-hmm. last day of Infinity Europe today. Oh, Goodbye, Infinity. It's gone as of tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye, Infinity. I liked the attempt. Shame it didn't prove to be more successful or sustainable for the business to continue with. Yeah, I think it got caught at the wrong time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Says former Infinity owner. <laughs> yes. Very boring explaining what an Infinity was without using the word Lexus. <laughs> Free marketing collateral for Lexus every time. I know, that was every single time. I even heard people from Nissan describe it as well. It's like a Lexus. <laughs> it's like, no, don't say that. <laughs> I never quite managed managed it. I, I always had to explain that it was a premium brand. And then everybody, somebody else would say, what, like Lexus? And then you'd have to go, yeah, like Lexus. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to move on to the lunchtime read. And that is a virtual tour Treasures of the Official VW Museum. So this is a look inside the Autostad that's next to the Wolfsburg factory. Thanks to Rich Gooding for tweeting about this, otherwise I would have missed it. But there's a 70-acre site where the pavilions are devoted to each of the Volkswagen Group brands. That's a lot of pavilions. That's a, that's a lot of things to look at. It's brilliant. So we're not going to as we don't do anymore, we're not going to run through everything here by any stretch of the imagination, but just there is a glorious selection of weird, wonderful, and the expected vehicles. Yes, and they're not necessarily Volkswagens as well. Yeah. Uh, really not Volkswagen in some case. Somebody actually, once I'd um, done the, whenever I put the um, Schlumpf collection special edition out, somebody said you really should go and visit the Volkswagen Museum to me. So, I mean, that's got to be on the list. Yeah, yeah. Got to be on the list. Absolutely. The trouble is that you can't, you'd say, oh, we'll do, we'll do, a, we'll do a, a road trip and then we can go and we can visit Porsche and Mercedes and Volkswagen. And actually, I know that that's too much because you can have too much car museum in a week. 
I've made that mistake in the past. So we'll, we'll need to find an excuse to get to, to Volkswagen at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Speak nicely to the folks at Volkswagen UK. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure they'd be uh, happy to help us at some in some form. Right, you've written some words. I threatened everyone with this earlier on. So t- tell us all about this. Whilst we're all shut up at home... Hopefully. Hopefully. Then... There have been a number of people saying, oh, what, what should we be watching on YouTube? What should we be watching on YouTube? What should, we, what should we be watching on YouTube? And so I decided I would write the list of the good stuff on YouTube that, that doesn't involve, you know, wrapped Lamborghini. Was that wrapped around a tree or... Yeah, that <laughs> or too. Or somebody put some, some sparkly cling film on it. Or the sparkly cling film, or any of that kind of stuff. So so I, I, I've i written the list. It's got 37 entries, I think. Was the, I think there was that many rows in the spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, I basically went through my through my YouTube subscriptions, because I watch, I watch quite a lot of YouTube. And I grouped them by what type of project it was. He has categories, ladies and gentlemen. There are categories. It's very helpful. But, well, why It's not? very helpful. Well, some people don't like build videos, or they don't want, you know, road no, test no, no, videos. No. <sighs> yes, I'm pulling your leg, but it is actually useful. So, yeah, so I've kind of grouped stuff. It's not a... The groupings are not the be-all and end-all, because people do many different types of video altogether. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I've, I've put all those in. Uh, you can get straight to the channel by the way by clicking the name of the uh, of the channel that might not be wonderfully clear but i assume that most of you know how the internet works and had assumed that i had incorporated a, a link somewhere lots of stuff lots of different things hopefully some stuff that you've never heard of before mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorites which i will pick out hasn't been updated for ages and it's an account called cat2525jp and I don't know what this person looks like or anything sounds like uh, but they have but they have a whole load of of time lapse drives through urban Japan Ooh. during the day in the evening uh, l- early early in the morning and they're just beautifully shot and put together they're all about a decade old but that doesn't mean that that they shouldn't be watched they are just the coolest most relaxing thing to watch and it's fantastic one of them by the way, they put the car in with it still running into one of these robot car parks, and that's really cool too. So do take a little bit of a look at Cat2525JP. That's the one which I'm sure most folk won't have seen. There's 30-odd others in there. There's got to be something that's of interest and a little bit of a description of each one as well so you've got an idea what it is that you're going to you're gonna click on and see, I hope. Yep, I haven't made my way through all that list yet. Oh, by the way, I also discovered... Uh, another way you'll notice i dated it as march 2020 edition because as predicted before i before i i'd i'd uh, i'd hit the publish button the best way to find the channels that you should be looking for that you should be watching or could be watching is to publish a list of the ones that you do watch so uh, i've got another couple to to add to that which i need to need to watch and get a feel for okay doke there'll be another version along sometime in the future mm mm-hmm. Right, I shall, and finally us. Mm. And this is, uh, talking of videos, uh, this is a video I came across on on the tubes of you. And there's a a, a channel called Jakarta Diecast Project where... Not included in my list because I didn't know of it. Where they do exactly what they say on the tin, but they modify Hot Wheel models. 
And the one I've selected, because I think this will probably hit the button for most of our listeners, or a certain large proportion, is a Honda City Turbo 2 plus Moto Compo Hot Wheels Custom. And it's about 15 minutes long. And you get to see them, uh, see the, the person who goes through this every step of the way. And it is phenomenal, the work they do. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, this is this is a... Hot Wheels model and the care and attention and the level of detail they go into is just brilliant. It's a, it's a, I was gripped because I couldn't believe someone was putting this amount of effort in. It's got almost 460,000 views. It looks great. I mean, I, I love those Honda City Turbo 2s. You know what a motor com the motor compo yeah. is, don't you? Yeah. yeah. It, it came with the Honda City. There's actually a place to store your little motorbike in the back. Yeah. But there's really cool. but there's plenty of others in their channel as well that they've done. And that reminds me because I was looking at some of the older stuff from what was the rally the Hot Wheels Rally series we mentioned a few weeks back. It was three D Yes, three D model maker is yeah. it three D They have if you are looking for things to view I thought it was and in the list. They have lots of other series that have that they have filmed and created productions for. And whilst we're talking about videos I've been watching recently, it is the one I came across just in the last 24 hours that was stadium truck racing. There's a, there's a whole channel for stage stadium truck racing, which is those ones where they go, they're on road surfaces, but they go over those insane jumps and they've got the mm-hmm. six, yeah, yeah. six meters they're of basic, travel. Space frame. <laughs> they're a space frame thing and it's yeah. so smooth. Yeah. The last three videos from that are in Adelaide earlier this year, and it's carnage, and it's utterly brilliant to watch. It's just they're just ridiculous vehicles to have on the road, but it's it it was very entertaining to watch. So, there's uh, you've just made me realise that missing from the list from my list uh, is the is the Hot Wheels Racing channel. And this is what happens is that you watch one or two videos from something and then on my Apple TV, YouTube brings them up in the recommended bit. Mm. So I forget that I haven't subscribed to them. <laughs> so, for example, I got called out earlier on for not including Finnegan's – I was going to say Finnegan's Garage, sorry, Finnegan's Garage <laughs> in the list. And they're right. It's not in the list. It's because I watch it, but I watch it when it comes up in recommended. Mm. I haven't actually got around to subscribing it to it yet. So uh, yeah, I need to. You see, this is this is why I knew there'd have to be another iteration of the list at some point. Oh, look at you being clever about all this content yeah, ahead know. of time. You see that spot on the ground? That's the sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like me. I just figured there would be so much kickback. It would be brilliant. Right. I think that's us. Uh, That is us from Parish Notes. Special edition was out last Friday. Uh, Review the Toyota Land Cruiser Invincible, Mm -hmm. which you took up to Scotland when we were allowed to travel. Yes. Uh, Special edition this Friday. That's the plan. That's the plan. Fantastic. Uh, You also released another article, which was to break down the e-racing stuff that I talked about last week. Yes, that was when I discovered that I didn't really like e-racing channels. (laughs) (laughs) I spent about three hours watching stuff. Well, Actual Vision was chuffed that you said you liked his. 
I did. I like his lot. It's all down to the quality of the commentary. Yeah, he's it, the, Sorry, that the, sounds bad. He is a professional commentator, and he has it eschewed shows. doing racing himself to do commentary through that community he's created. I, and I he's in the middle, that. or he's just started a 23, 24-month giveaway with Logitech. So if you're into your racing... There are three things you can win with him, whether you're a subscriber, a follower, or I think that the other one is if you're selected as the driver of the month, you get a different prize each month. And he's got that for 23, 24 months with, in partnership with Logitech. That's cool. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. It's amazing. Uh, it is amazing. Yeah, there is an article on the, article on the web, on the site, motoringpodcast.com uh, there. The, the two YouTube lists are actually the, top ones that will appear on the it should appear on the homepage yep. uh, cuz they're the two featured ones at the minute go to motoringpodcast.com/blog or click on the blog thing at the top to actually find where we've written stuff rather than just talked about it mm-hmm. it does happen occasionally yes alan does do stuff like that <laughs> So here's your story. If you look at it or read it, I've probably had something to do with it. If you listen to it, then it's going to have been Andrew. That, that's generally, <laughs> with some exceptions, like like the Shumpf Collection thing. Yeah. Uh, but the vast majority of the time, that those are the that's the rule of how the work is split, isn't it? Pretty much. <laughs> also, rear view, by the way, speaking of listen to stuff, now's a good time to check out the back catalogue. Maybe try Andrew Brady. Yep. He's I a good one. So. Uh, and thank you to everybody who's got in touch with me saying now would be a great time for it to come back. <laughs> I hear you uh, still trying to work out what normal is. There are many, many people staying in this house at the moment. The, the, Life the, is the, a little bit complicated and tricky. Clue's household is a little bit upside down. Yes. Even more than most of us at the moment. So, um, so yeah, yeah. Just, but thank you for for suggestions on guests. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for those who've actually got guests who are prepared to come on when I when I resurrect it already. So, uh, all your your kind wishes and and the fact that you really like it so much that you you want it to come back it is in these times is very much uh, appreciated I, I, from a personal point of view, I have to say. It's it's an awesome show, and I can say that because I've got nothing to do with it whatsoever. <laughs> it really is good. It's, it's great. I can't wait till it's back on. Yeah. There we go. That's me. Oh, damn, I've been nice to him. I hate it when that happens. Well, on that disappointing note, we better finish. <laughs> Quite. Yeah, I know. Before, before, that really, the apocalypse really is upon us. Uh, but just in case it isn't, don't forget that between now and next week, you can give us any feedback and share your thoughts with the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Uh, remember to to support the charity of your choice. Uh, at the moment uh, but you can still leave a review and a rating on apple podcasts or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing it really does matter andrew what's the best way to get in touch with you best way to get in touch with me is via twitter if you search for crack windscreen you should find me there and alan if people would like to know more about the uh, displays within your toyota grim what are the best ways for them to do that well i was considering doing a small vlog later in the week actually <laughs> about that because yesterday was two years since i collected it is it that so long there we doesn't go. seem that long yeah actually had it longer than I had the MX-5. Oh, wow. Really doesn't feel like that long. Yeah. So uh, if you're interested in that, it's 
and I don't understand why you would be, but never mind, uh, then do let me know, and then I will actually get my finger out and do something about it. Uh, best way to let me you know content is using machine you. I know. I uh, well, I've got to fill my time somehow. It, the best way to do that is via Twitter, where I'm at AJP Bradley B R A D L E Y. We will be back very soon, but until then, I've been Alan Bradley. I've been Andrew Clues. And safe staying at home.